Are you a team manager struggling to lead your team well? Have you been asked to lead HR, but it's your first time? Or are you an HR pro looking for your tribe? While We Were Working is the show for you. With quick tips and tough topics in 30 minutes or less, the Jumpstart HR team is here for you. So let's get into it. Hey, what's up? No matter where you're tuning in to this today, whether it's good morning, good evening, good afternoon, I want to say thank you for tuning in to the While We Were Working show. Uh, for those of you that are watching live on LinkedIn Live, hello. And for you that is downloading this on your favorite podcast device, appreciate you tuning in. Hope you leave a five-star review and can't wait to connect with you and learn more about you. So if you're tuning in live, why don't you go ahead and drop your location uh, where you are tuning in from and we will connect with you. So this is while we were working. I'm Joey Price as well as my co-host Summer Keytron. And we have a great show laid out for you today. We're going to talk about some high, low Buffalo, uh, some a really great article that we came across while we were working and our consultants corner where we're going to tackle a difficult HR topic with a little bit of fun, with a little bit of jumpstart flavor. Um, so Summer, what's going on with you? How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Joey. Thrilled to be here today and chatting with you. I'm really uh, excited to kick off our Hilo Buffalo. And uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, Hilo Buffalo is our weekly recap of what went extremely well, what we loved, of course, what didn't, that would be our low. And then our Buffalo is just one random fact that we'd love to share with you. And we do this internally with our Jumpstart team and it's such a great way to engage. So Joey, if it's all right with you, I'll go ahead and kick us off. Go for it. Awesome. Well, of course my high for the week was spending Thanksgiving with some of my family and friends, especially a few that I haven't seen in a while just so great to get together and uh, my low for the week is that it's been really warm here in southern california so our ski resorts that are typically open for thanksgiving unfortunately won't be opening until a little later this week uh, and then <clears throat> of course my buffalo is in the holiday spirit is uh just kind of taking a general poll as to uh, who likes eggnog? Thumbs or thumbs up or thumbs down? Because I love eggnog, and Joey, I have to ask you: uh, Is eggnog a thumbs up or a thumbs down for you? Eggnog is a hundred, a thousand percent thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> thumbs up. Matter of fact, there's a place that I go in Baltimore. Um, it's a, a club that I belong to, and my favorite part of being a member of the club is that we have eggnog from the day after thanksgiving until going into the new year so i'm 100 with you on on eggnog do you have a favorite brand or is it just like come one come all well i actually i actually uh buy any brand but i like to you know doctor it up with uh like a little cinnamon or maybe a shot of espresso so i call that up all night nog that's probably my favorite nice. um just glad to hear that you love it as well. Joey, why don't you share your high-low buffalo with us? 
Yeah, so my high-low Buffalo, uh, my high is just, I mean, similar to you, the family time. And I've been, I've been seeing a lot of posts these days about the importance of, of rest and fighting burnout. And I can absolutely say that those days away and unplugged really helped me feel recharged for this week. So um, I'm kind of leaning into that, that whole like time off, rest, not spending too many hours per week and um, giving time to recharge. So my high was spending some time in Utah, hanging out with, with family and uh, some friends. Uh, my low is that uh, it was just too short. I mean... It was a typical, you know, Thursday holiday with with Friday, uh, but man, I feel like if we could just get a week of vacation or something, that would that would really do the body good and the mind good as well. And then my buffalo is that uh, I, I've had an Oculus headset for a while. Uh, matter of fact, I spoke at the Global HR Summit. I think it was last year, and we we all got Oculuses because we presented in VR. And one of my good buddies is a great golfer in real life. And we were doing top golf in virtual, in the virtual metaverse. And he beat me there too. So I'm just curious uh, for those out there, if you are into the metaverse thing, if, if you are excited about it, if you know anything about it, cause I'm just kind of curious, but uh, I got beat pretty bad in top golf, um, but I would have got beat pretty bad in real life too. So. I don't know. That's my buffalo is exploring the the metaverse and what that all means and how we can participate in it, um, even from an HR perspective. I think that'd be fun. So um, that's my my high low buffalo. Do, wait, do you have? Are you in VR? Do you have a whole avatar? Were you a Sims person? <laughs> <laughs> Un unfortunately not Joey, but I actually did read an article this morning on New York Times that was talking about you know, the potential for the metaverse to actually become its own full economy. So that's kind of blowing my mind right now, thinking about it, but it's definitely got my attention uh, since you've been speaking about it as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I could totally see that um, it being its own economy. There's already talk of buying digital land. Right, uh, <laughs> right. So it's pretty, pretty fascinating stuff, but we won't, we won't go into the metaverse entirely. We want to go ahead and, and jump into our, our next segment, which is called uh, while we were working. And that's the whole premise of the show is that you're a busy HR pro, busy people leader. You may not have seen an article or a conversation that's happening that could really impact your day, impact your week, impact mm -hmm. your career. And this week's episode, uh, we're talking about uh, a topic in, I believe this was in Sherm, um, employers use benefits and perks to counter the great resignation. Uh, unless you've been hiding under a rock, uh, you've been hearing a ton about the great resignation, but there were some key points that you wanted to call out, Summer. What are, what are some of the things you saw in that, in that article? This one really interested me, Joey, because I'm actually seeing this happen real time with the clients that we're working with. And there's a lot of talk about it among uh, other HR professionals and, you know, really, really just kind of seeing what's happening so quickly has been absolutely fascinating to me. Uh, some of the key items in this article that stood out was that um, better, better benefits uh, are an area that, that companies are making some pretty drastic changes. 
KPMG, for example, is doing um, an automatic 401k contribution of 8%. And on top of that, they're reducing their healthcare premiums by 10%. And that's, that's pretty substantial, especially for such a large employer like that. There's, you know, of course, increased use of flexible hours. And, you know, there, there was a Randstad uh, Next Normal survey who that was quoted in this article. And of the managers that were surveyed, there was actually 24, uh, uh, 24% who said that um, flexible work hours were actually the most important factor to them in regards to their job. And I have to say that I haven't heard that come up as much as I have recently. Um, sorry, I haven't heard that as much in the past, Joey, as I have recently. So <clears throat> it's you know really fascinating how quick some of uh, the needs of the the team members are changing, and um, you know kind of last but not least, you know workers are are seeking higher wages and as I mentioned, greater flexibility, and you know there's been this talk for so long about work life balance. I mean I feel like that's such. Uh, such an overused term, but now employees are really asking themselves, is this job worth it? Mm. And if it's not, what what is it that's important to me? And I think that you know companies really need to revisit what they are offering their team members because you know as this article mentions, a lot of companies are revisiting their overall strategies. And I feel like you know if if you're slow to adopt uh, and make those changes, it's going to be incre increasingly difficult, Joey, to not only recruit, but to retain your current team members. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think there's this uh, this this phrase that kind of annoys me, this this war for talent. Um, it just I just get images of like battlefields and, uh, <laughs> and strategy and war generals and stuff. <laughs> Um, but but there is there's truth to that. And the mm -hmm. fact that now when I walk into any store, uh, whether it be restaurant or, you know, big box or whatever, there's there are big signs everywhere that says, you know, now hiring, mm -hmm. now hiring, now hiring. And I know that that's one industry, um, you know, hospitality and retail, but it's happening all across the country, too. Mm -hmm. A lot of the business that we do now is in the recruiting um almost more now than ever before uh because there's such a need um, for companies that have found their sweet spot in the in the pandemic and growing um and then those that are kind of you know trying to find themselves and pick up the pieces uh because of the the great resignation where where folks have pivoted and so i mean i'm, I'm all for perks and benefits to get people to stay mm -hmm. i think the the part that I would drill down on is figuring out why you are an employer of choice and why mm -hmm. people will want to work for you. Because if you can't tell someone or compel, you know, a potential hire over over lunch or Zoom or at a holiday party of like, hey, here's what we're doing, here's what we're excited about, mm -hmm. um, here's why I think people should work here. Uh, it's a tough sell, um, mm -hmm. tough sell these days. Workers are more in tune with um, what they want out of life. Um, they're more mm -hmm. in tune with, um, you know, goals that they have and how they want their work to fit into their life. I think, you know, prior to COVID and 
um, maybe this remote work generation, it was more about life fitting around work, um, but mm -hmm. now it's the opposite. And so I think that really smart employers and really smart uh, people leaders are thinking about how they can help people integrate their um, their 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 life into their into their uh, work. So I'm all for perks. Have you seen any strange perks out there? Like maybe not so much in the article, but just in general, have you seen anything crazy? Oh man, nothing that really jumps out, Joey. But you know the the topic that's that's been really top of mind for me is you know, around what flexible work hours really means, because I mm -hmm. feel like some some companies are getting this right, but uh, others have good intentions, but I, I think are unfortunately still getting it wrong. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is, yes, employees uh, are are uh, increasing their requests to work hybrid, some, you know, some from home, some from the office. But what that also means is that they want the ability to actually uh, flex that on a day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week basis. So what I mean by that is not a, hey, we expect you to be in the office Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. They want more of, hey, we expect you to be in the office approximately 50% of the time. And um, we'll leave it up to you to coordinate how that works best with your work at home obligations. Yeah. So giving, essentially giving your team members uh, the autonomy to de decide what flex work is for them. Does that sound, mm -hmm. sound about right? Right. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I think there's still some... Um, companies are, are still grasping on like that surveillance model and that command and control model that mm -hmm. is less and less what's well, never been attractive but uh mm -hmm. less and less attractive to employees and now they get to choose to um go somewhere else mm -hmm. um one of the perks that i've seen that has been pretty interesting is sort of like that next day pay um you know for companies that maybe are uh, like, hey, work today, get paid tomorrow, or um, work this week, get paid Saturday. Um, I think that a lot of technology that I'm seeing in, the, in this space is allowing for that to happen. So payroll being expedited, uh, people wanting to get paid in Bitcoin. I think that's mm -hmm. an interesting one <laughs> that I've seen. And um, what's another one? Just uh, I think there was a, there was a, a group that the ceo gave like ten thousand dollars and and round trip uh, tickets to anywhere in the world because they um they hit like some sales goal or something i want to say it was uh either spanx or some women's clothing something but the perks are real mm -hmm. um the most important thing though if you're tuning into this is like what do my employees want? What what mm -hmm. will work for my base? Because just because you see it in one organization doesn't mean it'll translate well into into your company. That's right, Joey. And I will actually add one. I wouldn't say it's you know it's it's strange, but one that I'm seeing more of that I think is is pretty great is uh, especially for organizations that have gone completely virtual is providing a um, upfront stipend and or reimbursement for their new hires to purchase 
the laptop of their choice. Mm, so yeah. I think that's really incredible because it serves two purposes. One, new employees are going to be super excited to go out and buy their new laptop. And the company doesn't have to worry about managing those assets either. So it's really, truly a win-win from that perspective. They're going to make sure that you know their new hire also has uh, equipment that's going to meet the needs to perform their job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of um, speaking of needs to perform job, I think we'll do a quick commercial break here and just talk about Jumpstart. We provide HR services for small businesses and startups all across the U.S. And uh, we really focus on those companies that are emerging and growing and looking to take that next step. And so if you're curious about the way that we work, want to work with myself, Summer, our team, you, know, you can visit us at jumpstart-hr.com, learn more about us. And you can also learn more about us by checking out future episodes here of while we were working, because the whole point of this show is to kind of give a deep dive into how we work, our, our values, and uh, some of the fun things that we're seeing with our clients. So if you're interested in our services, you can check us out at jumpstart-hr.com. That's Jumpstart HR. We provide HR outsourcing for small businesses and startups across the U.S. Now, Pivoting into uh, our consulting corner, um, this is where we uh, dive into the things that we're seeing in our community, things that we're seeing in our clients. And uh, for those in, the, in our community that want to ask us a question, maybe you have your own HR challenge or people leadership challenge that you wanted to respond to, you can email us at hello at jumpstart-hr.com and we will get your question, thought, uh, shared here on the show. So this week we are talking about uh, a controversial question that has is very timely today and will be very timely for really the next decade, I think, um, is how employers are going to wrestle with this question. And the question is, if an employee moves out of state, should we adjust their salary based on the location? So I want to hear you, Summer. What do you think? What, should we uh, adjust salary for location or not? Joey, I must admit that this is one that I've gone back and forth on a few times because I do think that it's, um, it, it is a complex, uh, a complex, complex issue to address. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, when I think about uh, who these types of changes impact, I have to say, no, I, I don't think that we should. And really my reasoning behind that is, and I, I think about this from the employee's perspective, is that they're doing the same job regardless of where they are at. And so, you know, just kind of the thought of, hey, if, if I choose to move either to be closer to family or um, to uh, an area that it you know has a lower cost of living, then if my pay is going to be reduced, then you know all of the hard work that I've done to achieve those pay increases over the last five, 10 years are, are kind of wiped out. And so you know when I think about, um, companies like Google who are testing the waters with that, I think they're a prime example, Joey, of it's not going well. Mm, um, yeah. And, you know, when I think about it and, and 
you know, imagine having this conversation with my team members. At the end of the day, you know, my barometer is like, how would I feel if, if that, if that happened to me and how would I feel, how would I feel having that impact on my team and, and Joey, like having that impact on one of my team members, it doesn't feel good. And for me, that that's the reason it's a pretty clear no. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. I and and my thinking has changed over the years because previously I would have said, you know, absolutely make the cost of living change and matter of fact, maybe if you're looking to build out a um a diverse workforce or, you know, a, a diverse workforce across geographic regions, mm-hmm. you know, there are certain states that you you might want to um target because the the labor market is um is less expensive than another but what what's changed in my thinking is that you know compensation as much as it's about uh caring for the needs of the employee and making sure they have a roof over their head and food to eat um, it's also representative of the value that you believe they bring to the organization Mm -hmm. and i don't think that your value changes uh depending on where you live so that um that is a a, that's a change for me and uh Mm -hmm. that's a great thing about about being in in this space and seeing how fast the pace of business is moving Mm -hmm. is that we have the ability to maybe challenge old ways of thinking and reevaluate hey is this the best way to attack a challenge Mm-hmm. And if so, why? And if not, what do we need to do to, to improve on that? Uh, because I think about, I mean, you mentioned Google, um, but but other organizations, it just, it's all about equity, I think, is the, mm-hmm. is the better thing. And um, am I less valuable to you as an employer because I live in a state where, you know, the median house may be 300K versus the person who lives in a in an environment where the median household may be or medium house price maybe 600k right that that doesn't factor in into the conversation from an equity perspective and so i think that um you should absolutely plan your compensation strategy to reflect uh you know a broad market um Mm -hmm. you know if we're talking within the confines confines of employees and Mm -hmm. uh, workers that are in the us Mm -hmm. you know build out an attractive talent strategy that's going to um, be applicable, whether they're in Minnesota or Massachusetts mm-hmm. or, you know, California or or Mississippi. You know, I think I think if you want the best people, you need to make sure that your your pay structure mm-hmm. is uh, great across the board. Agreed, Joey. And that's really great insight. I. I have so many thoughts about this. It's something that even outside of work just kind of weighs on my mind because I'm just so curious to, to think about what this will truly look like, say, five years from now or 10 years from now, because I do believe that there's going to be significant change. And you know, the, the larger impact in terms of what it's doing to real estate and what it's doing to Um, the cost of living in different areas where employees are able to take their salaries that are higher than the local wage. And, you know, there is some unfortunate effect to, you know, the local economies. Um, But I do think that as that effect 
impacts cost of living in different areas, it is going to make this, you know, kind of variable, um, this variable factor as it relates to pay, you know, in, in specific markets, I think it's going to change it mm -hmm. um, just by way of more companies moving away from location-based pay. I, I think so my I'm always like in the future um, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't be but I think about you know this whole idea of like the metaverse right and there could be a world where um, one use case could be like the sales professional right who's like the the dedicated metaverse sales professional for the um, for the, the the tool hardware and tool company and so you put a headset on you ship a headset to your prospects and all you're demoing in the metaverse it doesn't matter where you live all that all that matters is you have a stable internet connection and so when we start to see a world where that's even more of a reality where it's not even about like geographical boundaries but you're conducting your work in <laughs> a fictional space like it's going to be even harder to justify like paying someone different based on where they live because that's going to be less and less of a of a part of the equation mm -hmm. so i'm saying that on record now so in 10 15 years when that happens you know we'll we can say it's that idea was in jumpstart but um yeah i just don't i don't think that ge geography is is going to matter as much mm -hmm. and i think it will help stimulate a lot of uh, local economies where uh, maybe they had historically been considered um, lower cost of living. Mm -hmm. I think that um, it'll help drive economy in those places. That's I, I couldn't agree with you more, Joey. And I feel like we could talk about this topic all day because when I think about the conversations that we're having with our clients and kind of the recurring theme that I'm I'm also hearing quite a bit about regarding pay transparency. Mm -hmm. That is, you know, it, it goes hand in hand with, you know, this this concept of not having uh, location-based pay. And, you know, we'll, we will be there to, you know, support our clients um, as they navigate these areas. And it's a, it's a really, really exciting time to be part of, uh, you know, part of these conversations and helping set companies up for success to make sure that they are uh, on kind of the, the leading edge, if you will, of what's going to be necessary for them to um, recruit, retain the best talent. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. It's exciting times. And one of our values is uh, to bring clarity from the clouds. And mm -hmm. so as this topic uh, brings a bit of confusion, fear, and um, lack of assurance. You know, it's our responsibility to make it uh, attainable. You know, make the mm -hmm. goal of effective compensation strategies uh, attainable for teams, so that they can go on and and build the best business possible. So, uh, any any parting thoughts that you want to share with the audience? Uh, whether it's about your favorite ski resort or, um, you know, the the uh, strategies of um, using benefits to to fight the Great Resignation, or um, localized localized pay. 
Well, I think the, you know, the, the overarching message that I want to make sure is communicated, Joey, is that no matter the size of your company or no matter your budget, there are always, always things that you can do to, uh, to make an impact, to uh, recruit uh, a, a different pool of candidates, and then also to uh, retain your top talent. And so, you know, regardless of size, you know, if you're a small company of like, you know, two of three, or your budget super slim, there's a lot of creative things that you can do. And uh, I think that's where we we really excel, Joey. Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I, I had a conversation with, um, today it was a, it was a, a sales call, get getting to know a potential customer. And um, they ran into a situation that unfortunately, I think it's too late for them to, to, to support this employee um, in the way that they need it. Um, but that's where I was explaining, you know, a mantra that I have of like, build your well before you're thirsty, because <laughs> You want to be proactive about your HR strategy, whether you're at two employees, five employees, mm -hmm. 10 employees, because you never know when you're going to run into something that uh, requires uh, expertise. So um, definitely reach out to us, uh, reach out at uh, jumpstart-hr.com or send us a question at hello at jumpstart-hr.com. And we'll be excited to chat with you. So. This has been the end of While We Were Working, episode two. Make sure that you tune in next week live on LinkedIn, uh, Tuesdays, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. And the podcast drops on Friday or Thursday uh, that same week. So two places for you to connect. See you next week. Thank you.